0: This episode is dedicated to our Stand with the Arts title sponsor, William Ravis, the official real estate company of the Arts Foundation.
1: Hi, I'm Emma from the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. A few things have changed since last season, mainly a global pandemic. So we felt it was important to document the impact this event has had on artists from Cape Cod and beyond. Each of these conversations were recorded from a distance over Zoom. As such, you may hear a few imperfections in the audio. We hope these conversations comfort, inspire, and remind you that we're in this together. Thanks for listening.
2: Welcome to the Creative Exchange Podcast. I'm Amy Davies, the Executive Director of Provincetown Community Television.
0: And I'm Julie Wake, the Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. Today, we're talking about overcoming creative blocks during the time of COVID, with both um, visual artists, Marion Roth and Laura Shabbat.
2: And Julie, this is really the first time we've uh, recorded during the pandemic. And um, so this is all, you know, like everyone, everything's all different. And um, so it's a great opportunity to talk to Laura and Marion, who I've been lucky enough to know for for a few years since I started working in Provincetown and they're incredibly inspirational to me personally. And I'm sure that that our listeners are gonna find that
0: also. And we've been really lucky because we had them at the Creative Exchange, I think was it 2018, where you had a really um, successful workshop talking about a similar topic, but before COVID. And so I'm really excited to kind of dig deep into not just as an artist producing art, but just like as a creative person, like we're all sharing this kind of like trauma of isolation and anxiety, a certain level of anxiety, right? You know, through the arts, such a great opportunity to talk about the healing helping us get through these creative blocks and challenges and you know, producing, be feeling like we're active participants in our lives instead of being, thinking about us, ourselves as being in quarantine.
2: So let's get to know our guests a little bit and um, I have a brief bio of each of them. Uh, Laura Shabbat is a graduate of the School of the Museum of Fine Arts at Tufts. Figure drawing is the foundation of her practice and living in Provincetown is a source of her inspiration. She is represented by Berta Walker Gallery and she teaches painting and drawing through the lens of the modernist traditions. In the world of photography, Marion Roth is well known for her innovative camera obscura work, having received several accolades, including a Lifetime Achievement Award for Artistic Excellence from the Provincetown Art Association and Museum and a Guggenheim Fellowship. Originally from Coney Island, Marion moved to Provincetown in 1982 to fulfill a dream of living and making art in a community of creative people. She's never thought of leaving. So, welcome, Marion and Laura. So, how have you been doing through through the pandemic? And are you finding that you're you're having a more of a creative uh, moment, or has it been sort of a like a corona coaster? Some people say of being able to create and then having to step back. I
3: think it's changed a lot over time. When the virus first happened, let's see when was that? In March, I guess. I just come back from Peru, and uh, when I was in Peru, I was uh, I met a lot of artists, and I kind of fell in love with working with clay because I met these incredible clay artists, and and I couldn't wait to get home to start taking this clay class that I registered for at Castle Hill, only to find out, you know, a week later everything shut down and goodbye clay class and so uh I have a studio separate from my house but I found myself in and out of my studio in kind of waves like I get into baking and gardening and putting taking care of things in the house that I never did and getting like this kind of Taurus homebody thing and then i go into the studio because I thought, Oh my God, I'm an artist. I better get going. But there wasn't a lot of change in my life in a way because it always had that solitary quality to it. And I actually started writing, which I hadn't, which I thought about all my life, but I started writing about my work. So I was engaged in my work in a different kind of a way. And whenever I would go to the studio I just I couldn't get into everything that I'd done before I just I couldn't like just pick up a a brush and go at it as if nothing was different and I found that really strange and so then I'd go home and I'd write some more and I'd bake some more and but I did take clay class, which I'm still taking because Castle Hill opened up a little bit and I registered for like all the clay classes. And now I, I come to the studio, I wrote that on my thing and I just make bowls, you know? That's all I'm doing is, I'm doing clay. I'm doing a little bit of printmaking. Somebody lent me a, a little press, but I'm mostly just, kind of soothing myself by banging on these giant slabs of clay and I'm just making bowls like a crazy person I guess in the end I'll be able to give give them to all my relatives I guess I'll have Christmas presents but I just can't I haven't even thought about the metaphor of a bowl I'm starting to appreciate now that it's okay it's okay if I'm not doing what I used to be doing you know everything is here it's looking at me the brushes the paper the whole schmear. but I just want to make bowls so uh, I don't know what your experience is Laura do you have experience like that are you doing the same kind of work you did before
4: no in fact it's that my work is really different now what I what happened there's two things one is I'm inspired to make cash. So I had to pivot my income as well. And Castle Hill is going to come up with me too. And I, I want to acknowledge that they're very, uh, I've been working a lot with the difference between respond and react with students and with myself. So when you react, it's like that, right? When you respond, it's more of an observation. So, but the classes had to continue for me, Phoenicia. And we pivoted at Castle Hill, and how it happened was I'd been teaching in person. And then three weeks into the pandemic, I called all the women, mostly over 70, and said, You're just going to have to learn Zoom. Mm -hmm. You have to, or you're going to lose this community of people we've created. And they agreed. And we set up a rhythm of teaching every Saturday morning and having a midweek critique every Wednesday. And we have done this now since march or june i've been doing this since march Mm -hmm. and it's helped a lot of people have something someplace to go even if Mm -hmm. even if it's a zoom class Mm -hmm. so it's been very exciting to do that and then in terms of and i have had a lot of feelings you know as we all have and some of them erupt out right Mm -hmm. but what i had was a i didn't want to spend the kind of money I was spending on paints, which is like, you know, shh, all the time. And I said, wow, I can't do this and make it through this. I won't, because my husband's not working. You know what I mean? So David Perry, a wonderful curator and he works at Greta Walker and he championed uh, Nancy Ellen Craig's art, uh, took all my drawings for five years of figure drawings from Pam Cla- Pam, open life and in boxes, and I threw them in his car, zero contact, and he curated all of them. Wow. And he put them into three pots, keep, sell, uh, goodbye. So the goodbye pile, which is two boxes of 18 by 24 inch pieces of drawings, hundreds of them, is turning into life-size collages that I'm doing big paper, right? And my feelings been, look, nothing's gonna sell right now anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make this very large art. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working with huge pieces of canvases, huge pieces of paper in a little room in our house because my studio used to be the world. I'd go to Pam, I'd figure draw, I'd go to Castle Hill, we'd have a model. I'd go, and now, so in this little room, I have one big wall and that wall is just my easel.
3: You know, Laura, it's so interesting what you're saying because I totally forgot that when I when the pandemic first happened, that's all I did in my studio was I cut up old stuff and collaged it into new stuff. I, I forgot that I wasn't like dormant. I was really working in a different thing, you know, in that taking pieces, of kind of who you are, you know, and re, redefining reality in some way, maybe if I think about what it might be meaning to do that.
4: But you've really, uh, you have really, you, you always take advantage of whatever is in front of you, Mary, and I've known you a long time. And I think that that many artists, that that part of getting rid of the block is just opening your eyes to what's in front of you. Right, right. You know, and it felt good, as somebody has mentioned, getting off the hamster cage. It has been good to look and say, who am I really as an artist? You know, is this, how important really is some of the activities that I was doing? Mm -hmm. And also I think that people are finding as artists that we're opening up to other mediums than the one that we're known for or get paid to do or have to put out art for, right? If you're home now, you're like, okay, I'm going to try haiku. Why not? (laughs) You know, who's here? Who cares? I'm just going to do it. And then the other thing with Zoom that's been interesting is that when I teach, people are at home in their own comfortable environments and they can be muted. So this expression, you know, people can be noisy and cut and paste and have dogs and all that happen. And we don't hear any of Mm -hmm. the comfort having your own studio and working uh, from Zoom has been great too for people report that they really like that. Mm -hmm. But as other, as we have been talking about too the balance between work and life when you're home 24 seven that is a creative challenge for me to actually make a schedule and stick to it.
3: Oh yeah, no, I'm not, uh, I can't get that far. I have these Zoom
2: classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a reason. Yeah. I have to say, I've been very surprised. I've I've taken a couple of Zoom classes, and I really kind of hesitated, thinking that, you know, the whole thing about a class is being together and the exchange, you know, and is that going to be lost? Mm -hmm. And I've been very pleasantly surprised that it hasn't been lost at all. And, and maybe it is that comfort level you're talking about, Laura. And actually one of the classes that I took has kind of moved into a monthly meetup with the artist class. And and that was something that I had been looking for. So that was surprising to me that how this has evolved. And so are, are you finding that, Marion, you said a completely new medium. So clay, so that's not like things that you had. I'm sort of finding that I'm balancing between going back to painting, which I hadn't done for a long time and using things that I just have had forever. Like I find things that I've had for 20 years and I'm like, oh, right. I'm gonna draw with ink today. Um, so so what, what's that been like kind of discovering, rediscovering things? Have you been, been doing that? Uh, you said your work, but also new mediums or?
4: I would say that my size changed, not my materials. Your size, I was the little
3: size little. of your work.
4: The size of the work changed a lot Mm -hmm. because um, I was no longer, you know, we all wanna say, oh, I'm doing this for a pure reason, which is true for me. I think creativity is our birthright. I really do, all of us. But then there's a marketplace. And if you wanna be in a gallery and you say to them, "Uh, I'm bringing in a six foot by 10 foot piece of paper, okay? That's gonna cost $3,000 to frame. What do you think? (laughs) right
3: but now who cares (laughs) right you mean because you don't have to think about framing it and selling it right you are doing it yes you were you were discouraged by reality before but now you're just doing humming with your own own thing
4: yes and is there a risk to that sure and Uh, Do I still make pieces that can fit in a box this size? Yes. Uh, But there's a shift. There's like a a permission to do, uh, you know, for those of us that, and many people have lost a lot, right? So you feel, and I've lost, we've all lost something, Mm -hmm. uh, is, well, you know, what do I have to lose now then? Right. And I think that that is opening up people to being more creative than they've ever been. And I hear people reporting that, that, yeah, this is tragic. This is hard. But at the same time, what do I have to lose by starting that novel? What do I have to lose by picking up the camera? Mm -hmm.
3: Well, my work's getting smaller. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know whether, whether, you know, I used to have such really big, you know, pretty big pieces. Uh, that cost, you know, $500 to frame or what, you know, it was awful. And uh, but I couldn't stop doing it because it was how I saw everything. But now everything is getting really little, like my little bowl, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the taking a photograph by the seashore and writing about it. It's very small. It's just a couple of lines, you know, it's this mm. small little photograph from my camera. So I'm actually uh getting smaller as you're getting bigger.
4: <laughs> I love it. I love talking to you, Laura. I love talking to you, Mary. And I, I have uh I do miss, I'm sure we all miss camaraderie and seeing people,
3: right? My toleration for noise is for idle chatter is really I don't I don't have much patience for it just because It just a little, a little noise is a little sound is very big when you're quiet all the time, Mm. you know, and, and, you know, and I, I love it that it's quiet. It's so delicious. It, it lets you shut out the things. It's just what you were saying, Laura. you know, it lets you shut out the things that never were of you. Uh, never were genuinely you they were a part of the the exterior world that you had to communicate with in order to be in the quote-unquote art world
4: and the other thing that happens is is that people want to be a different artist than they are you are the artist you are so some artists go you know i really 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 want to paint like the renaissance people but you know, when they start to paint, they're throwing paint. <laughs> you know, that's the artist that they are. They're not going to sit there with a little pencil <laughs> and be, you know, making little Davids like Michelangelo. Well, so gonna you know, I
3: I think both of us have come into this life of a self-defined artist life, yes. late in our lives, always kind of trying to make other things happen in our lives and and not really opening up to who we really are deeply inside of ourselves until you know never I mean I never went to art school you know I just I I lived in a different world so there's a freedom about it in terms of being the kind of artist you want to be and you know, you go through so many blocks, you're finally here now. Shit, man, you know, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. Let me, let me just live here for a minute, please, if you don't
4: mind. Because yeah. this is where I'm happy. Yeah. And they've done studies. And the more creative that people are, older, the longer they live. For real. You've taken the time now to yep. be the creative person that you really need to be. And I think that's, we we all have that opportunity right now. Uh, Many of us have that opportunity right now to dig deep and find and do any kind of art that we are willing to uh, risk. One thing I did want to say was that I, when I did, when the COVID started and I lost all shows and my income was evaporated, I asked for help.
3: You know, I just love living here and especially in Provincetown because people are so kind to each other. You know, we have a little thing going on my block uh, in Commercial Street uh, on Allerton Street. We, you know, we we meet, we take care of each other. We share share the keys to our houses. You know, we're all we're all trying really hard to stay tight because that's all there is. (laughs) is each other let's face it and art of course
2: (laughs) that's such a good positive thought to end our conversation on to think about think about others and think about art I I love that thank you uh thank you for for coming on the creative exchange podcast Thanks for
3: asking it's uh, I have a wonderful (laughs) time talking to all and looking at your cute
4: faces me too it's been great (laughs) to connect and I I uh I feel very inspired.
1: Thanks again to today's guests, Laura Shabbat and Marion Roth, both Provincetown-based visual artists. Until next time, be well and stay creative.
0: We'd like to thank the John and Thurza Davenport Foundation for supporting the Creative Exchange.
1: The Creative Exchange Podcast is a collaboration between the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod and Provincetown Community Television. Words and music of this season's theme song are by Sarah Burrell, copyright 2009. To donate to the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod's Arts Relief Fund, a project supporting Cape Cod artists and arts organizations impacted by the pandemic, visit artsfoundation.org.
2: You give it all. You give it all, that's what you do.
3: It's all in